Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Dynasty After Dark. I'm your host, Calvin Timms. You can find me over on Twitter at EDC underscore Calvin. Back from a little mini vacation I took this last weekend. And man, I am exhausted. I'm exhausted. Went all the way up to the uh, top of Michigan, the the top of the mitt, if you guys know that, that whole hand thing. And uh, it was like a six and a half hour drive with two little kids. Oh, gosh. Getting back was a little rough, so I'm a little exhausted. So forgive me today if I'm not on the top of my game, but couldn't take a get took, couldn't take a day off for you guys. Had to get this one out there for all loyal listeners out there. And today I'm excited to be talking about an interesting topic. Now I talked about it a little bit a couple weeks ago with Tank Bigsby versus Travis Etienne. Who's going to be the number one for that team? And this is another backfield that's equally as complex and and littered with guys that are pretty good talents, right? And I wanted to talk about the New Orleans Saints backfield and who I thought was going to be the number one for 2022 or 2023 and uh, 2024 and beyond. So going into the future, who you'd really want to invest in from a dynasty perspective. So if you haven't checked us out yet, please go over to the YouTube channel. Um, If you're listening to this, it's available on Spotify, Google, Apple, anywhere else that podcasts are found. But I encourage you guys to go over to the YouTube channel at Dynasty After Dark. You can see some of the cool infographics. And of course, my wife has put together these amazing graphics for the podcast. And I'm truly appreciative of her doing that for me. So with that, You also get to see a little bit of some of the content we have over here as well, because I'm going to be pulling up sleeper and some of the some of the information on some of these players to show you guys what I'm thinking as well. So the three backs for New Orleans, and we'll jump into that now, are going to be Jamal Williams, Alvin Kamara and rookie Kendra Miller. Now. Obviously, Alvin Kamara is the guy that has been around for the longest in this team. And the last couple of years, he's really starting to fall down from a value perspective. Alvin Kamara has been around for quite a, quite a while now. You know, he was drafted in 2017. I think he was a third round pick, if I do remember right. And instantly, year number one, running back number three overall. Year number two, he was the RB number four. Um, so on and so forth. He's just been a monster ever since he came into the league up until, you know, Drew Brees retires and this offense starts to fall apart. Sean Payton leaves. And in 2021, he had the most number of carries that he's ever had under the new head coach over there. And it was one of the least efficient years on the ground that he's ever had. You saw a massive reduction in targets, even though they didn't have someone like Michael Thomas in that season, and it was just not a good fantasy output overall. Now, you go into 2022, same thing, second most number of carries on the ground that he's ever had, despite the team being even worse. You know, they were competitive in a lot of games, but not really that great. 
Um, also a big reduction in targets. He's not getting those famous dump offs from Drew Brees that he got the last couple years where Drew Brees arm was really starting to fall off and, you know, he wasn't able to really push the ball down the field. So, you know, that's where Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara were able to really just eat because Sean Payton was scheming them open underneath all over the field. So Alvin Kamara going into 2023. Now there's still the incident that he had in Las Vegas last year. Um, you know, there was the whole issue with him getting into the fight with his buddies, with the guy on the elevator and all expectations are there will be a suspension for that at some point. You know, it's pretty crazy to me that it's almost July and we still haven't heard anything about that from the, the league at all. But I, if I do remember correctly, July is the month where they start to hand a lot of that stuff out, unless it's some of the gambling things that have been a little bit bigger. So I fully expect next month we're going to hear Alvin Kamara is going to get like a four game suspension and he's probably going to argue it down to two or three games um, because he doesn't really have a lot of offenses. I don't think he's ever had offense for anything, if I remember correctly. Um, So I think that he'll be able to plead that down to two games of suspension for 2023. Now, Alvin Kamara is also 27 years old. Like I said, he's been around for a while. Doesn't have a lot of usage because he's never been utilized heavily on the ground. He was always someone that got, he was extremely efficient, right? He made the most with the carries that he had, even though he wasn't um, getting a ton of them. You know, you can see the numbers here on YouTube, averaging 6.0 yards, 6.07 yards per carry, 5, 4.55, 4.66, 4.98. Very, very good. Always had a very healthy number of touchdowns, 14 in sophomore year, 16 in 2022. And the targets were where he really succeeded as well. And he always put up good numbers of touchdowns there as well but here's the issue again since Drew Brees is retired he has six rushing touchdowns in two seasons he has seven receiving touchdowns in two seasons and the usage has just radically changed and I do not see that changing back in 2023 now the second player and I'll kind of give my final thoughts on these guys at the end so if you're following along with me I'm going to do this pretty quickly but I implore you guys to just check out the entire video. Um, if you can, while you're here, like, comment, subscribe, all that fun jazz just to help with the algorithm out there as well. Second guy, they brought him in this this uh, offseason, Jamal Williams. Everyone was very shocked by this because Jamal Williams did not need to come here. He was very, very good last year for the Lions and decided to up and leave. Um, I heard that they offered him a contract. You know, then they they ended up trading up for or trading back, I guess, for for Jameer Gibbs, trading DeAndre Swift. And it's interesting because Jameer Gibbs is really primed to lead that backfield, and they could have used someone like a Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams was loved by everybody in that locker room, so it was crazy to me. They must not have been offering him basically any money at all. So, um, it's interesting that he went down to new Orleans and gets to compete with Alvin Kamara. Now, Jamal Williams, his skill set, he's very good on the ground, not a pass catching back whatsoever. You go back to last year with Detroit, 262 carries a thousand yards, 4.07. He's always been above average, I guess, on the ground, um, in his yard per carry numbers, 
not elite last. He's had a few seasons here or there where he's been really, really good. But last year was by far his most efficient season of all of them. And I think that a lot of that had to do with DeAndre Swift's health not being 100% at all last year. You know, they really tried to limit DeAndre Swift. And then you couple that his best performance ever running back number 13 didn't even break top 12. He also had 17 touchdowns in that season. So very good numbers there. And um, I don't think that's repeatable because I think about 12 of those came from three or four yards or less. Uh, He vultured the hell out of a lot of touchdowns last year. I remember as a DeAndre Swift manager in a couple of leagues, I was really hoping for a couple more touchdowns from DeAndre Swift last year. Didn't get them. Um, And I think that this is kind of the reason why DeAndre Swift would get you right down to the goal line and then they'd bring in Jamal Williams. And it was like, and it it was like the biggest slap in the face to DeAndre Swift. Um, But, you know, Jamal Williams and Alvin Kamara are a very powerful duo. Who is going to be the number one of these two? Well, before we get into that, I want to talk about the, um, the rookie that they also brought in, Kendra Miller. And Kendra Miller is someone that I'm extremely high on. I've been very, very high on Kendra Miller for a long time. Now, if you go look at his college stats, it's not going to be the most exciting stats, right? He played for TCU in the Big 12. And, you know, he had 361 carries for 2,400 yards, 6.7 average with 26 touchdowns. Dude had a nose for the end zone, especially his se- his junior year, his uh, last season in college, 17 touchdowns in that season. Now, you're going to be deceived here because 29 total catches throughout his college career through three years there. Um, you know, 16 his junior year, 12 his sophomore year. Average a very healthy 230 yards, you know, 7.9 average, one touchdown. But here's the thing. TCU did not target the running backs at all. They had good receivers for the most part over in TCU. And when I watch Kendra Miller, he can catch. Dude has amazing hands. There was an interview with Matthew Barry with NBC Sports or fancy whatever it is over there NBC Universal and Kendra Miller was talking about how the coaching staff is going to be utilizing his passing chops right and you know he's being utilized as the pass catching back so that is very very interesting because again you got Jamal Williams who is primarily a ground game threat You've got Kendra Miller, who is going to be utilized as more of a pass game opportunity kind of guy. Alvin Kamara, he's kind of a mix of both. I think Kendra Miller is very similar to Alvin Kamara, to be honest. I think he can be very productive on the ground, but I just don't think he's going to get a lot of opportunity there. So he's going to get most of his work through the air if he's going to get much work at all. And that is what leads me to looking at Derek Carr and that is the biggest driving factor to these three guys value and you know I think the coaching staff they're probably going to struggle in my opinion I know a lot of people are high on the Saints and I like to kind of dog on them a little bit they have a 
they have a decent roster. I won't say it's an elite roster anymore. Their players are well past their prime for the most part. And, you know, this constant salary cap shell game that they've got going on means that they're not getting young, good elite players for premium contracts. They're still just kicking the can on these older players constantly. So, you know, the Saints are going to be competitive, but I don't think they're going to be good. I don't think they're going to make playoffs. I don't think they're going to win the division like a lot of people out there. And I think that they're going to struggle a little bit. End of the season, I think they're going to fire this coaching staff. And I think they're probably going to fire the GM as well. If I had to make a guess, maybe the, you know, Mickey Loomis will stay with the GM that they have down there. Um, But we'll see how that ultimately shakes out. That said, Derek Carr is going to be here for a while. Andre Miller is going to be here for a while. Jamal Williams is not necessarily going to be here long term, and neither is Alvin Kamara. So I think that that's where Derek Carr's personality type and you know play style really lean into this, uh, into the production possibilities of these players. Now you look at what the uh, New Orleans Saints did last year, right? Just last season, they had 77 targets to Alvin Kamara, um, and then the next running back was Mark Ingram at 18. Not a great statistic. You look at, um, you know, in terms of pie, right? There's not a huge pie. But that was with Andy Dalton, who they're probably a little bit more conservative with than someone like Derek Carr. I don't think he's a massive upgrade, but I do think he's an upgrade uh, over Andy Dalton, right? If Michael Thomas comes back, that's going to be an interesting split on the roster, you know, the the receiving breakdown. I think that Chris Olave had 119. He was number one. Alvin Kamara was number two. Juwan Johnson was number three at 65. You know, I think that Michael Thomas and Chris Olave could both be around 120. Kamara will probably be around 40 to 50, um, depending on injuries and health and all that stuff. And then I think that Kendra Miller will also be around 50. Um, maybe Kamara's up around 60. Because if you look at what Derek Carr has done the last couple of years in the Raiders, right? And sorry, I'm going to boil this all down here quickly. Just a little bit of stats for you guys to wet your beak here. But, you know, a little bit of a deep dive into this. In 2022, you know, Derek Carr targeted the running back position 64 times to Josh Jacobs. He had uh, 32 targets to Amir Abdullah and nine targets to Brandon Bolden. So just over 100 total. Um, And in 2021, and you can go back and it kind of tracks over the last five years. But, you know, Josh Jacobs had 64 targets. um, Unsorted. Uh, sorry, Josh Jacobs had 64 targets. Then the Kenyon Drake or Kenyon Drake had 40 targets that same season. And then you had someone like, uh, Peyton Barber and Jalen Richard for about 27 combined there. So a lot more opportunity in 2021. That was pre, uh, uh, oh, Josh McDaniels. So I think that Derek Carr likes to dump it off short. And that's why I think that there's going to be a lot of opportunity for guys like Michael Thomas, Chris Olave, um, Kendra Miller, and Alvin Kamara. I think those are going to be your four primary guys this upcoming season. Now, for 2023 specifically, if I'm investing in one of these guys, I'm investing in Alvin Kamara still. I think that he's going to be the best player here. He still has that 
elite ability. You just saw the last couple of seasons, though, when you really ramp up his usage on the ground, his efficiency is going to go down. He's more of a guy that you want to use limited and let him get in space, you know, scheme him open a little bit more like that and let him break off big plays versus just making him a, a ground and pound plug and chugger. I think that's where Jamal Williams is going to come in. And I think that the reason why I'm not investing in Jamal Williams is going to be his 17 touchdowns is not going to be repeatable at all. Um, I don't think he's going to break a thousand yards. I think he's going to be closer to um, where he's been his entire career, basically, right? Right around that 700, 600 to 700 total yards on the ground. Um, I think I'm not, Alvin Kamara is probably going to have around 600 to 700 yards on the ground, about 400 to 500 yards through the air. Again, around 60, 60 catches or 60 targets, you know, probably like 50 catches um, and touchdowns are a mystery. I have no idea how to project those at all. Then Kendra Miller, he's probably going to have around 50 targets and probably around 50 to 80 carries. If I had to guess for a grand total, you know, my co-host had a spicy take that'll have a, a thousand yards without an injury. I think that's kind of kind of tough, um, but I do think that he'll have around 600 to 800 yards. And if he hits that mark, I think that's a great sign for the future. Everyone is going to freak out on Kendra Miller because he's not going to be an elite running back in year one. It's a very competitive backfield that he's got going on here. And I don't think that a 28-year-old Jamal Williams or a 27-year-old Alvin Kamara are major threats. I think they're going to be great teachers for Kendra Miller. And in 2024, that's when Kendra Miller is going to really see a massive step up. And he's the one that I would want long-term. If you're rebuilding or if you're you know looking for past 2023. But if you're trying to compete, Alvin Kamara, I do believe, has quite a bit of value this upcoming season. So that said, what am I paying for any of these players? Last piece of advice for you guys, um, and I know I'm running a little bit long here, but thank you guys for sticking with me, and I'm really tired, so it's, yeah, it, I appreciate you guys making it this far in the video. Mo Williams, I'm probably paying a mid-second, you know, mid-2024 second, if you haven't drafted yet, a mid-2023 second. It's right around the Tank Bigsby. I do think that there's some possibility that if, you know, the suspension is longer than two to three games, Jamal Williams could have massive upside there. Weak winning uh, kind of potential. But yeah, mid to late second for Jamal Williams. If you can get Alvin Kamara for an early second round pick, I think that's going to be a steal. He's only 27, and I know that, oh, he's 27. He's well past his prime. I'm not saying that he's not, but... I think that the limited touches that he's had over his career are what are going to keep him relevant for a longer period of time. I think after this season, he's going to be a free agent. I think that they're going to move on because they're just paying him so much money. And I think next year is when you have an out in his contract that they're going to just be absolutely moving on from. Um, if I'm not completely misremembering that, but at 27, I still think that there's a lot of opportunity for him to be relevant as you know, even as an RB2 or a flex RB for needy teams for the next couple of years. I think he's got maybe two, three seasons of competitiveness left in him. And then Kendra Miller, you know, 
I've seen him fall anywhere from the 110 to kind of the 2829. And yeah, I'm all aboard Kendra Miller for even, you know, any second round pick I'm I'm willing to spend on him. I'm willing to take him in the first, you know, over guys like Zach Charbonnet, but I'm a massive homer on Kendra Miller. I think that this guy has amazing abilities. He is Alvin Kamara 2.0, and he gets to learn from the best on this team. So I just think that it's going to be a little crowded in year one, and past that, he's the one you want to own. He's going to be able to build with, with Derek Carr, and Derek Carr is going to be around for a while on this team. So again, I think that this is all to boil down to. The RB1 for this team is going to be Alvin Kamara this upcoming season. But long-term, I do believe in Kendra Miller, and that's who I'm investing in if you're looking for a running back for the New Orleans Saints. Let me know your thoughts down below, and I'd love to hear your guys' feedback. Saints fans, don't kill me too much. I know your team, you're going to be competitive. I just don't think you're the best in the division. I apologize, you know, but let me know why I'm wrong down below. I appreciate you guys. Again, you can find me on Twitter at TDC underscore Calvin. You can find my co-host Dale at Dynasty underscore Dale. He'll be back later this week and we'll have a lot more content. We're working on the um, the breakdowns in the month of July. We're going to have a breakdown of every single team, recapping all of the offseason changes, coaches, players, rookies, everyone that joined this team, everyone that left this team um, for all 32 teams. So, we're excited for that. It's going to be coming out in the month of July. Make sure you guys check it out. Every single day we're going to be dropping a video in July. And uh, yeah, let us know your thoughts. We appreciate all the feedback from you guys. Until next time, have a good night.